Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Michelle Mission 2, man. <laughs> Every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, first part of our two weeks of Christmas. Two weeks, you're just not going to acknowledge trading places, huh? <laughs> you just refuse to acknowledge because Because places. Hidden Figures breaks that up. Hidden Figures broken up. So I'm sorry. Okay. If, if Hidden Figures was a, can you shoehorn that into Christmas? I don't think there's one moment in Hidden Figures that you can link to Christmas. No. So, therefore, two weeks of two Christmas weeks. <laughs> begins tonight, ladies and gentlemen, with Vincent's selection from Netflix, of all places. Yeah, although it was supposed to be released. It was supposed to be yes. released, yes. Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle. A Christmas Journey. Yes. Which stars Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Madeline Mills, yes, introducing a young Madeline Mills. Yeah, oh yeah. Keegan Michael Key, mm-hmm. and last but never the least, never least, Anika Noni. Rose. Anika Noni Rose. Spoiler: I didn't think there was enough Anika Noni Rose. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll put a pin in that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but so Miss Makiba, hey, says that. I love Jingle Jangle. Okay. All right. All right. We'll find out whether or not the men of Michelle love Jingle Jangle as well as we are streaming live on Facebook as well as on YouTube to each and every one of you out there. Good evening, missionaries. Good evening, one and all. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Our social media representative yes young toya haynes hey toya she sent me a pic of a um gift that she's getting for somebody okay and i don't want to show the pic because it might give it, it may give away what what i don't want to show the pic but okay. anyway but the pic lists like philly hip-hop like, like okay like the tree of Philly hip hop. Sure. As as it were, right? Sure. And it's on, along the lines of those shirts that say so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so. Right, right, absolutely. Right? Right. So it has the tree of Philly hip hop, and there are seven names on here. Okay. 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 So I'm curious. Yes. Because I even though you were lived and raised in Baltimore. Born and bred. In your soul, you're a hip-hop head. I am. So, if you had to put the tree of Philly hip-hop... Of Philly hip-hop. On a shirt. Yeah. In seven names. Seven names. Okay. Uh, My first question is, do the roots count as one name? The roots count as one name. Okay, my second question, do Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince count as one name? 
Well, I was counting them as two names, but let's count them as one name because now I'm looking at it and it does say Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Okay, so there's there are two. So those two right there. Yeah, right there. I'm, so, I'm, so we're cutting down from seven is now it's six because so, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince are one name. But the Roots are one name. You said the yeah. Roots are one name too. Yeah, so, but so I now was, I have five I, more. No, but see, but when I looked at this, mm-hmm. I saw Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince under it. I didn't see the and. So I oh, so those so so, so I have four names left. Yes. Okay. Um, Lady B. Okay, w- very good. Lady B, which I think was is the the sleeper there. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Think you, oh oh oh, dog! You gotta like if you're talking Philly hip hop, you have to acknowledge Lady B. Like you actually have qu- quietly. You should say Lady B before you say the roots and Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Well, to be fair, Lady B is the first name on the tree. Okay, yeah. And yeah, no doubt. And while you said quietly, I will shout out loud in regards to Lady B. She is not only so instrumental as a part of Philly hip hop, she is instrumental as a part of hip hop in general that 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 is actually where i was going that yes lady b should have a statue yeah no, absolutely 100% true that is 100% true so we have the roots mhm no so we have lady b lady b jazzy jeff and fresh prince jazzy jeff and the fresh prince you, the roots the roots so now we got three more spots three more spots on our tree of philly hip um steady b Mm, doesn't make it. Cool C? Don't make it. Um, it's not hard to imagine that they don't make it, maybe because what they right. Their story right. I, I mean, right. I mean, uh, look, they, they, I'm just I mean, they still legendary dudes, though. Okay, but um, EST is EST on there? Mm, not EST, but I, I, I'm blanking. I know you. I know EST links to you some, but I'm I'm completely blanking. Three times dope. Three times dope is who I'm at. Right, right. It's, it's EST, the group. Right, right, right. EST is is the right, right, Nicholas right. one. So right, right, right. So three times dope. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. See, quietly, I would have I, I would have gone with three times dope before Cool C and Steady B because I thought I was going to forget Cool C and Steady B. But once I leave them, I'm I'm I think I'm done. Really? Yeah, I'm done. I don't I don't have any other Philly hip hop in my head. Okay. Well, these these last two educate me. These last two are definitely in your head. You're just not pulling them. Okay. So, so so now there are three spots left because mm-hmm. you said neither Cool C nor Steady B are on there. Correct. Okay. Go. And for people who don't know, you you. You impl- you sort of alluded to it. Oh, the but story you, of Steady B. And why cool would C? why you said sort of politically Cool C and Steady B wouldn't be on there, and they would not be on there because because they were arrested and did time. I th- I think one of them may be out by now, mm-hmm. but they did time for uh, robbery and I believe a murder. Was it a murder? Or yeah, a murder? yeah, because they shot that cop. That's right. That's yeah, right. They, I, they, I couldn't remember yeah. if they got murdered. Yeah, or that police that police woman died. That's that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They may not actually yeah. be out. Yeah, I think so one cool of them, at least one of them, I think I thought got one life. of them died. Yeah, it may, I wouldn't be surprised about that. Yeah. 
All so right. right, so Cool C and Steady B, while they are legendary Philadelphia hip hop fixtures, murdered somebody, which definitely taints yes their their story. I'm gonna go in the order that it is on this gift. Starts with Lady B. Okay. Three times dope. Okay. Schoolie D. I always forget Schoolie D is actually from Philly. You know how come I have a brain? Because because I always know it's 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 the alphabet. Mm-hmm. It's Steady B, Cool C, and and um Schoolie D. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to the Schoolie D uh, remix with Karis One. Oh yeah, because yeah. I was going through the Karis One thing, so mm. I always I always forget Schoolie D is in fact from Philadelphia. Yeah, Schoolie D. All right, all right. It's not hard to imagine. It's not hard to forget that he's from Philly, even though he reps hard for Philly. Yeah. Oh yeah. But because on maybe a bigger national level, if mm-hmm. you only know him from like some of his movie work, mm-hmm. his he did the soundtrack to what was that? The King of New York with mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. Right. So you would think that oh, is it they got a New York guy? Right. For- and I think arguably his biggest hit is that. Karis one remix right. to um serious. Yeah, th- yeah. I think that's definitely his biggest hit. So so um oh yeah, so yeah, no doubt Schooly D. So then you have uh so after Schooly D, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Of course. The Roots. Of course. Bahamadia. Bahamadia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not pausing because I don't agree with it. I'm mm-hmm. just pausing. I'm 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 act, I'm actually happy they they gave her her flowers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Now, and I don't have any problem with this. Wait, list. who's the last person? That's it. Lady B, three times. Dope. So who? Did, so D. so I miss Bahamadia. I miss Schooly D. I thought I missed the third one. No, you got because you got three times dope. Right. So I missed two. Yeah. Schooly D and Bahamadia. Right. Okay. Okay. Now there's only one other person name I would put on this list. Who? And admittedly, they don't have the the hits that Three Times Dope do. Mm-hmm. But they have they have really they have one hit. Okay. But it is one hit that I believe that if you still put it on certainly in a club in Philly, it would ring out and everybody would jump to the floor. Okay. And that's Tough Crew. Tough Crew. Yes. Because I still think if you put that on you put them on, everybody is on the dance. Right, dance right, right, right. Tough crew. Or like the Ram Squad. No, not the Ram Squad. Like Ram Squad. Not the Ram Squad. So what do you are you are you are you throwing shade on Tough Crew? I'm not throwing shade at all. I'm then just why pulling, are you following pulling, up with I'm, Ram I'm Squad? Pulling, I was I thought I was pulling deep Philly hip hop. Like I'm actually like just the well, opposite. I'm trying to show nothing but love and respect i will say i am surprised beanie siegel nor freeway got on there before bahamadia maybe they just want to throw another lady on there or or this like old school um yeah but are the roots considered old school if the, if the roots are considered old yeah, school then true. beanie and freeway would have to that's be. true at the risk of seeming sexist or, or shit, Meek Mill. I mean, like you talk about, like if we're going to talk about iconic Philly hip hop dudes, mm. like if I'm if I'm in place outside of Philly wearing a T-shirt 
repping Philly hip hop. Mm -hmm. Like I love Bahamadia, mm. but I, I well, don't like know I said, how Meek and Beanie Siegel don't get on a shirt before Bahamadia. Like I said, maybe it's just to put another woman on there, right? Because okay. otherwise, it really is Lady B. I can't. I'm trying to think of another yeah. lady MC from Philly or you know hip hop representative. And outside of Lady B, that's really it. I'm in Bahamadia. Like, just to be 100% clear, once you stop talking about MC Light and Latifah, I, I can't think of a female MC better than Bahamadia. Oh, well, I, well, I disagree on that. I can come up with a couple. Not money, not many, not many. Oh, who who you think better than Bahamadia? Jean Grey. Jean Grey. I don't think she's as good as Bahama. I think she's as good. That's a good pull, Jean Grey, though. Yeah, I think Jean Grey is. Because I think Bahama D is a monster. No, I think she's a beast, too. Yeah. I just, I think Jean Grey is every bit the, the beast that she Jean is. Jean Grey, that's a good pull. Anyone else? Um, Did you just say a couple? Well, I okay. Jean, um, oh, God, I just drew a blank on her name. Uh, Fat Joe's girl. Um you know her. Ah oh, man, she was in jail and she came home. Oh, you think um Oh, what is her name that went to jail? Remy Ma. Remy Ma ain't nowhere near as good as Bahamadia. Damn it. No, nowhere near as good as Bahamadia. Near. Like, this is insulting. This is an insulting conversation. <laughs> and I think Remy Ma is all right. Remy Ma is but nice. not even near Bahamadia. Remy, Remy, Remy is nice. Remy is nice. Yeah, yeah, I disagree with her in the same breath as Bahamadia. Uh, okay. I mean, okay. maybe. Maybe. But, but okay. Don't, don't it sounds like a nice nice present, whatever it is, though. It does sound like a nice present. Toya. Yeah. Get nice presents. Toya is a nice person. She is. Thoughtful, even. She is very much thoughtful, thoughtful. even. She is. Um, Vincent, are you ready for the game show that is sweeping the nation? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. All right. Stay yes, tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite game show is coming up soon. <laughs> but first, we have listener mail. All right. Missives from the missionaries. Yes, we do. And let me get over to our listener bag, as it were. Here we go. We have an email, Vince, that we received long time since we have heard from Dexter Jones. Hey, Dexter, what's going on? Sir Dexter Jones. All actually. right. Greetings, Vincent and Len. What's going on? It's been a while since I first wrote to you guys, but rest assured, you haven't lost the fan. Oh, good. The Michelle Mission is still my number one listened to podcast. But I did Thank feel you. compelled to write to you guys again regarding a missed opportunity oh. during one of your six degrees of Derville Martin games, which I thoroughly enjoy. Okay. What is our missed opportunity? I believe it was on the episode that you reviewed Trading Places. Okay. Before you started the game, you shared an audio message from one of your fans who... Um, who did you guys the much needed favor yes. of connecting Dervell Martin to Meryl Streep in very few steps because you guys were struggling with We that. were. We were. That was before I but before I had my Dick Anthony Williams key though, because now <laughs> it's now. 
Now I get to Meryl Street. Then, ironically, the next challenge was getting from Dervell to Viola Davis. Which, yeah. Unfortunately, you took the long route again, fellas. The same route that the fans suggested to Meryl Streep you could have taken to Viola Davis because Meryl and Viola worked together on a film called Doubt in 2008. Yeah, they sure did. I really tried to let it slide for two weeks, but I just... I just had to say something to you directly since yelling at you via my Spotify account didn't help any. Now that that's out of the way, and speaking of Dervell Martin, I've been giving some thought to who might be considered a modern day Dervell. Okay. And I wanted to know how you guys felt about Bokeem Woodbine Boy, taking up the mantle. That is so funny. I was thinking Bokeem Woodbine when he said it. You don't have to make a game out of it or anything, <laughs> but it was just a thought. Thank you for the entertainment, Dexter Jones. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dexter. Did you see Doubt? No, I did not. Yeah, me either. And I meant to see it because it looked very good. Mm. Yeah, it looked very good. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and, Let's not call it a missed opportunity. I'm, I'm starting to think of it more as it's almost like the aristocrats mm. where it's not so much the answer itself. Mm -hmm. That is the point. It's the journey and what the journey says about you. So, you know, everyone knows the, the, the punchline to the joke, the aristocrats is, and we call it the aristocrats, mm -hmm. but the art is in what comes before that. Yes. So that's what I'm thinking about. So. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, before you ask, even though we are have license to say what we want <laughs> on this show, we are not going to tell you the aristocrats joke. <laughs> but understand that the punchline is, and we call it the aristocrats. Yes, I know. But there's probably quite a few people listening to the show who don't know Dude, the joke. I know. Well, it's it's actually kind of appropriate. You know what I thought was fascinating about the documentary, about the joke, mm -hmm. is when they interviewed, and I forgot whether it was Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, but whatever black comic was involved, they talked about that there is no black tradition yeah. of the aristocrats because black comedians never had to work Mm -hmm. under the, 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 the sort of strict parameters that white comedians did mm -hmm. because, you know, black comedians weren't allowed on these events. Like, you know, you weren't going to be on The Tonight Show. You weren't going to work in the cat skills. Like, you kind of were in these black venues yeah, for, yeah, so that you didn't need the release that the white comedians needed with the aristocrats. Right. So not only would a show mission missionary perhaps not know about the aristocrats but if they are a show missionary because they are interested in black popular culture mm -hmm. there's no reason for them to know no that being said and we call it the aristocrats and you should look for that documentary for the film out there on mm -hmm. some streaming service because it actually is a very funny it's and, uh, very, very good and very it's, interesting it's very i had never heard of of the aristocrats before the documentary i think i did but only because I listen to a lot of like old comedy. Right, right. So. You, you spent a fair amount of time in the Borscht Belt. <laughs> I did. <laughs>
Six mm. Degrees of Derville Six Martin, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Now, I've got two on deck, mm-hmm. but so we may not get to both. Okay. That depends on your speed. Oh, let's see. Six Degrees of Derville Martin. Vincent. Yes. Can you get from Derville Martin in six moves or less to Anika Noni Rose? Oh, I mean, that's easy. Is it? <laughs> like that's so easy let me see if i can get to him another way than besides the way that i'm gonna go it's not supposed to be that easy <laughs> it's not supposed to be that easy you know what it's so easy mm-hmm. i'm not even going to use dick anthony williams you're not going to use the dick anthony williams uh, key right so we're getting to anika noni rose okay Dervo Martin is in, um, guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney Portier. Oh. Sidney Portier is in Take Your Pick with Bill Cosby, any of those three Bill Cosby movies. Yeah. Bill Cosby is in Hotel California with Richard Pryor. Richard oh, Pryor is in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Who was in Dream Girls with the Nika Noni Rose? Boom! How many moves was that? Six. That was six moves. I took the long way home. I took the long way home. Was there a short? You already ha- had the shorter route. Oh, the shorter route is Dick Anthony Williams in Five on the Black Hand Side, who's in um, who's in Harlem Nights. I'm I'm sorry. Who's in um Mo Better Blues mm-hmm. with Charlie Murphy? Mm-hmm. Charlie Murphy is in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, once again, is in Dreamgirls with Anika Noni Rose. So that's four moves. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's true. All right. Well, you knocked that out, Vincent. Hey, man. The Dick Anthony Williams loosens me up. It does? So, like, I, it's not so much pressure. Okay. So that I can try and, you know, take the long... Like, if I know I have Dick Anthony Williams... Like I said, I took the long way home. You ever tell your parents to take the long way home when you came from places? Yes. You remember that? I used to, we used to tell my parents. Well, my dad my dad did the drive. I'm like, Dad, can we take the long way home? You know, take the long way home. That's usually fun. It's more scenic. So who we got? We got time for the second one, right? We got time for the second one. So I smashed that one. Yes. This one I don't have a face for. Okay. But Six Degrees of Derville Martin. Derville <laughs> Martin. Two. Hugh Boningville. Kate. First of all, I don't know who that is. Oh, he is actually in the movie that we're reviewing this evening. Is he? Who's he play? He plays. Is he, is he the, the, the banker? He's the banker. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know anything about him. Oh. I just don't know. Oh. Oh. I just don't know. I can't get to him because <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> Derville Martin to Frank. <laughs> the guy who works behind the register at the CVS by my house. <laughs> Can you give me three movies he was in? Um, Downton Abbey. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, okay. No, well, all right. Give me two more. He was. I'm, I'm sure he was. Go ahead. I, I just go ahead. I don't know. Like, how do you pick the movie version of a TV show? <laughs> well, he was. Can you do three movies that don't have nothing to do with a TV show? Well, he was in the TV show. Yes, apparently. <laughs> what else was he in? Right, because I suspect maybe you don't know. 
If you you started with Downton Abbey, like you don't even know what he was in. He's not even in movies. No, he is in movies. He's British. <laughs> well, yes, 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 he's British. What else is he in? Come on, give me two more. Wait a minute. Okay. Right, right. Look it up because you don't know. You just pulling names out your ass. Okay. Full transparency. Uh huh. I had another name ready. Uh huh. But you got that one so easy. I was like, oh, he's gonna get this one too easy. <laughs> so now you're just looking up. I changed it real quick. He was in Paddington. Mm-hmm. 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 I just don't know who else was in. He Paddington. was in Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Yes, he's in Notting Hill. Uh, with um Julia Roberts and Hugh. Grant. Oh, Julia Roberts. Boom. I do have to use Dick Anthony Williams though. <laughs> so you gotta take out the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Derville Martin so is in five on Black Hands Out. Dick Anthony Williams, who's in, who's in um, <laughs> Mo Better Blues with Denzel Washington, who's in that lawyer movie with Julia Roberts. <laughs> that was the name of it. Yes. Yeah. Who's that in lawyer. um, who's in Notting Hill? No, Julia Roberts. Ju- you said Julia Roberts is in Notting Hill. Yes. Who's in Notting Hill with Hugh Bonneville? Denzel Washington, Julia Roberts, that lawyer. Movie. That lawyer movie. Rated R. <laughs> Where she wanted to have a love scene with Denzel Washington, and Denzel Washington said, nah. Shout out to the missionaries, because I said Hugh Bonneville, and Janine wrote in the chat immediately, Notting Hill with Julia Roberts. See, there you go. Who's the one you thought was going to be easy? We just, we just knocking them out the park real quick. I mean, well, this one, because it, it, I was pulling from the movie, so you got to the Nico oh, Noe Road, so now you can get to right, the person easy. You like Forrest Whitaker or Key, you know, Key. Okay, okay, okay. Without using Jingle Jangle. Without using Jingle Jangle. Get from Dervell Martin to Keegan-Michael Key. Okay. How do I want to do this? Dervo Martin to Keegan Michael, Michael Key. Key. Of Key and Peel fame. Sure, sure, sure. One of the stars of Jingle Jangle, a Christmas journey. Okay. I have to do, uh, I, do I do have to use Mo, uh, Better Blues, though. Using the Dick and Dick. Was it Anthony Williams? Key. And you said we're getting to um Keegan Michael. Keegan Okay. From Derville Martin. Derville Martin is in Five on the Black Hand Side, Dick Anthony Williams, who's in Mo Better Blues with um Oh. In Mo Better Blues with Wesley Snipes, mm. who's in Jungle Fever with Queen Latifah. Who's in Girls Trip with Tiffany Haddish? Hmm. Who's in Keanu with Keegan Michael Key? Was Tiffany Haddish in Keanu? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember her now. So that's five, five moves, and I did not use Jingle Jangle. You did not use Jingle Jangle. Well, you have become a master. Oh, <laughs> once you got your dick, Anthony oh. Williams Key. I laughed at Dexter saying that he held it for two weeks. Like sometimes I just sit around now. <laughs> just be mad at <laughs> Like I just sit around and map 
out. Like, you know, I saw like Zendaya and Tom Holland. I was like, well, I can get to. Oh, because you know what? Here's what, what, what enraged me. <laughs> I was angry at you a few weeks ago about Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. And you named all this silly stuff. And then she, you said, oh, yeah, also she was in Thor. Right. I'm going to just tell you right now, take all the Marvel stuff off the table. Okay. Because as soon as I get from Dick Anthony Williams to Mo Better Blues with Samuel L. Jackson, mm. that's everything Marvel. That's true. Like, he has infected. Like, now I have everyone who's ever been in a Marvel The movie world is open to Because of Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the key. He is the key. So. He, he is... The 21st century's Dick Anthony Williams. This is 21st century's <laughs> Dick Anthony Williams. Like, Dick Anthony Williams and Mo Better Blues mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. are like my big, like, All right. like those are my cheap, not even cheap keys. They're just like a skeleton key. I've been taking it easy on you. All right. Yeah, because it's Christmas. Hey, yeah, look. But if we're going to continue this through the rest of the road, the 300... Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to toughen up a little bit. Oh, well, I like it because now the pressure is on you. See, the pressure wasn't on me. Yeah. But now the pressure is on you. Oh, no, I've been taking it easy. Okay. Oh, All, I right. Can, I, All right. Dude. All right. Dude. Be prepared. You're going to do like Fatty Arbuckle? <laughs> <laughs> Devin Martin, the D.W. Griffin. <laughs> Go. Right. Exactly. All right. All right. That's fair. But let's... First, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our review of Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Once upon a time lived the greatest inventor that ever there was, Geronicus Jangle. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas indeed! Jangle, for the last 30 years, you've been promising something sensational. I need more time. Either come up with the money you've borrowed by Christmas or show me the revolutionary invention you once promised. I would lose everything. What's wrong, Grandpa? I had a perfect life. Loving family and a magical shop. Till an old friend took it all. But he didn't get this. Young lady, if I know anything about your grandfather, there's something sensational in that. If I have that toy, I'll be unstoppable. It's foolproof. You are proof that there are fools. Fools, 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 fools. This is the only place I've ever been where I finally felt like I belong. We have to get Buddy back. I know about losing things. But the magic's in what you still have. Get out of the way! Are you alright? 
you are, no matter what you do, the magic lives inside of you. Joyful toy maker finds new hope. Bright young granddaughter arrives on his doorstep. Jingle Jangle, a Christmas journey from the year 2020, was written and directed by David E. Talbert and stars Forrest Whitaker, Keegan Michael Key, Anika Noni Rose, Felicia Rashad, Lisa Davina Phillips, Ricky Martin. And introducing one Madeline Mills in this new Christmas favorite by way of Netflix and Vincent Selection for today, our first stop on two weeks of Christmas on the road to 300 on the Michelle Mission. Vincent, Vincenzo, what say you of Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey? I think Jingle Jangle is almost like a cup of hot cocoa. Like it is pleasant. Mm-hmm. There, it is warm. There aren't many surprises in in the film itself. I think the performances range from very good to surprisingly good. Not because I was surprised that people were good at what they did, but I was surprised at some aspect of their performance. Gotcha. You start, yeah, as you said, it's, it's a story that has all of the markings of a fairy tale Mm. or, or it's the type of story that you hear around Christmas, uh, Forrest Whitaker playing Geronicus, who is a toy maker. Yes. You know, so you have a toy maker and you have an apprentice who steals the toys the toy plans, which then, you know, fast forwards and Geronicus turns into a grumpy old man mm. along the lines of a Scrooge. Mm. So you have magic, you have children who are charming. Again, very kind of straightforward. Yes. Opens up and it lets you know what you're in for it. It is book ended by two vignettes where Felicia Rashad plays the grandmother. Mm of two children and she then tells us the story and it's Felicia Rashad. Like it is Felicia Rashad. It's funny. I was thinking about our, one one, our very first episodes actually. And, and my sort of mantra that Bill Cosby is not Cliff Huxtable. Right. And kind of go from there. And I think it's fair to say Felicia Rashad is not Claire Huxtable. Right. But I do think she has aged very well, mm-hmm. very sort of elegantly, very graceful, so that Felicia Rashad as a grandmother reading a Christmas story mm-hmm. is fantastic. Like, like it, when, when it was over, I wanted her to close the book and then open up another book and say, you know, now I'm going to tell you the story of John McClane, a New York detective we go. who goes to a Christmas party with his wife. I just want Felicia Rashad to tell stories. So she's great, plays her, the plays the role of this warm, wonderful grandmother. Mm-hmm. 
Anika Noni Rose, look, it's a running joke. Me, I love Anika Noni Rose. But let's be clear. My, my Anika Noni Rose love is rooted in when I first saw her. When I first saw her, when she was the co-star in the first, the, the two seasons of the number one ladies detective agency mm-hmm. with Jill Scott. And the reason I was drawn to her immediately is she is one of these actors that I love that can do everything. Mm-hmm. She's a great dramatic actress. She's funny, both in her timing and her physical humor, quietly. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful singer. Yes. And the thing about the number one ladies detective agency is that over the two seasons, you saw her display all of these talents. Mm-hmm. It has frustrated me that very rarely, if at all, has she gotten vehicles where you see the breadth of her talent. Yeah. She's very good as a dramatic actress or or you see her in something like Dreamgirls and she sings, but you don't see everything. Mm-hmm. And this is another example of it. Nika Noni Rose is in here, but I think she's in here for three scenes. Maybe. And the first scene where we are introduced to Journey, who is the heroine of the, the the play, you know, played by Madeline Mills. I don't even know if she talks. Like, I think Madeline, you know, she basically says, you know, go talk to your grandfather, behave, but, but oh, you there's think, not, You don't know if Anika talks. Right, oh, right. she talks, she talks. Yeah, but it's like, you know... She's not saying anything. Right, she's not saying anything. She says, go, hey, yeah, have fun yeah, with your grandfather, yeah. behave yourself. Yeah. But she has a song mm-hmm. with Forrest Whitaker... She does exactly what you expect Anika Noni Rose to do with a song. She gets a moment where she has an affecting scene with her father that she has been estranged from. Mm. And she does fine. But mm-hmm. but I don't think she didn't really stretch. Right. Likewise, anyone who watched Key and Peele over the years knows that Keegan-Michael Key is very talented. Yes. And and he has musical talent, actually. Like, you can tell he has a thing for musical theater. Mm-hmm. And his big number, <clears throat> on a scale of one to, um, I think it was Negroland, was the big number on Key and Peele. It's about a seven. Like, he does his job. Mm-hmm. He does just fine. To me, uh, Ricky Martin, same thing. Charming. Plays the um, minuet, the the the, the voice, the, the voice of the minuet, Don Juan Diego, who yeah. who is sort of a villain as well, and fine, Ricky Martin, charming, does his job. This is something I'm going to keep saying. Everybody does their job. Forrest Whitaker. First of all, I didn't know Forrest Whitaker could be funny. Like I know mm-hmm. we've talked about him one time before in um. Oh, I just forgot the name of it. Not Hell Up in Harlem. With Robin Gibbons. Oh, um, um, uh, uh, Rage in Harlem. Rage in Harlem. Uh, Rage in Harlem. Where he was awkward, he was kind of funny, but kind of distracting. A little bit, yeah. I really like him in this. I, I like I like grumpy old man Geronicus that he plays, who mm-hmm. who's really heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Because his wife has died, and and you can tell he has a heart of gold. And then Forrest Whitaker sings, mm. and it's like, all right, Forrest Whitaker singing, all right, okay, I'll go along with that. Um, if there is a real standout that I was surprised by, it would be Lisa Davina Phillip. 
<laughs> as Ms. Johnston, mm-hmm. who is the male lady who is very interested in Geronicus. Mm-hmm. And she has a, a performance that she's not singing. It's actually the singing voice of um, Marissa Wallace. Yes. But it is, again, Lisa Davina Phillip acting it out. Yeah, she's embodying the role. And it is maybe the best scene in the in the film where she's singing to Geronicus and it is full of life and verve and again it is very funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All five of the child actors, from the two actors who play the grandchildren in the beginning, um and I don't have them right in front of me right right now. Oh, um that played the grandchildren in the in the frame. Oh, okay. That would be. I don't have their names. I don't have their names. To um, well, you know, we're talking about it. Let me cut this out because I'm looking at the cast, but I don't see. Them. Right, I was looking at the cast too, and doesn't doesn't list those two young laid children. Right, it doesn't. That's interesting. But certainly, Kieran Dyer is Edison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Madeline Mills as Journey, who's the star. Mm-hmm. These are great performers. I, I love these kid performers. And, and these are good, solid kid performers who do a good, solid job. So that, again, I think this is a good, solid Christmas movie there are some songs i know i like musicals more than you like musicals Mm -hmm. but i like the songs i like the choreography of the dancing all of that Mm -hmm. solid movie i think real quick just because i found it the grandson was played by kenya sandy Mm -hmm. and the granddaughter played by ria calvin and they're 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 good kids they're good kids they seem like they're actually brother and sister Mm-hmm. They do well with Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my mind, there are four real stars of Jingle Jangle. Four real, real, real artistic movers that I really respect and want to shout out. The first is Rob Cameron, and he's the set designer. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love these sets. I love this world. I love this Victorian, late 19th century English world that he has created. I think the thing about um, Rob Cameron that is important when, when you talk about his set design and, and, and what he has worked on is that Rob Cameron also worked on Game of Thrones. So this is someone who knows about designing fictional worlds building worlds and building literally building these worlds Mm -hmm. and this is a set that really stands up to scrutiny yeah so whether we are talking about geronicus's shop Mm -hmm. whether we're talking about gustavin's factory whether we are talking about the streets themselves Mm -hmm. the carts the everything looks like this is an actual place. Place. 
And I love that. I love everything about that. This is one of my favorite sets in a long time. Second, Michael Wil Michael Wilkinson. Okay. Who designed the costumes. Mm. Love, love, love these costumes. I adored these costumes. I love this. I love the stylistic choice that, again, this is in the Dickensian tradition. Mm -hmm. In fact, at the very beginning, one of, one of the grandchildren before uh, Felicia Rashad's character starts the story says, can you read us a Christmas carol? Yeah. So this is, uh, these are costumes that very much resemble this Victorian costume wear and, and this old, you know, period specific clothing. But I love how colorful it is. Yeah, that's I the love difference. how he literally brings colors mm -hmm. to the costumes. And I've yeah. mentioned it previously. I'll say it again. I am not a cosplayer, but but you know, I, you know, nerd loves nerds. So I love that aspect of nerdity where people do the. You know, I joke about I don't dress up, but I, you know, I respect people who do it and mm -hmm. and and the craft that goes into it. And, and I love the love black cosplayers, mm -hmm. and I love the gift that these costumes give yes. to that community. Along those lines, uh, Sharon Martin, who, if you know anything about the way that this film looked, she may be the name that you've heard because she is the one who designed the makeup and the hairstyles. Yes. And there was a fair amount of publicity around her. Mm -hmm. when this film came out and how she researched Victorian era hairstyles that black women were wearing. Mm -hmm. You can watch this film and just look at the women in their hair. I mean, it is it, like, it is glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Every female character in this film, their hair is glo actually glorious with what they've done and 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 at the, I mean they're crowns yep. like they're actually crowns and and I adored every part of that which then leads to in my mind who I, I celebrate the most with this film and that's David E. Talbert there you go like I love I love and respect and admire what David E. Talbert has done with this. Right, and he's film. the writer-director. He's the writer and director. But I love how intentionally mm -hmm. he has brought blackness to these spaces. Mm -hmm. Again, this this is, if, if we're talking Christmas, you're, you're talking Charles Dickens. You're, you're talking this Victorian space. You know, you mentioned Downton Abbey a few minutes ago. Like, this is a, a, an environment that we talk about, but up until fairly recently, it has been lily white. Right, as far as this depiction. It's yeah. depiction. Mm -hmm. So David E. Talbert very intentionally putting black people in these spaces Mm -hmm. And not just putting them in the spaces, but again, having the intentionality of researching actual hairstyles, bringing color to the costuming, all of that. I just admire that so much. Hand in hand with that Victorian space, just to keep it nerdy, this is a steampunk 
production and steampunk is is really it's you know this is an aspect you know people who like steampunk it's it it is really like the 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 technology mm-hmm. that you know oftentimes fictional technology so you think about something like jules verne yeah and and you know ten thousand leagues under the sea and 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 you know around the world in eighty days and and H G Wells with the time machine and you know it's lots of gears, mm-hmm. lots of you know actual steam, right? But yeah, the Victorian vision of the future, Victorian vision of the future and technology, right? But this is also a space mm-hmm. that oftentimes it's just white, yeah. So again, David E. Talbert has blackness in this space. And then the thing I noticed today that that I just goes along with this, like I talk about him him putting blackness in this traditional Christmas space mm-hmm. that is usually and traditionally all white. Mm-hmm. There is a um there's a narrative move that this film makes where when it transitions from the, the the framing device of the story to the story itself or to show the transition of time mm-hmm. it goes to these puppets yeah. and these marionettes but they look like the Rankin Bass stop motion puppets. They, they definitely yeah so now you have blackness in this space where we talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Frost not Frosty Snowing because that's a cartoon you know the year without a Santa Claus mm-hmm. like all of those mm-hmm. classic cartoons and again i don't think this is accidental right so that look this film is two hours and a little bit of change i think it's really long for a kid's movie yeah and and i think certainly you can make an argument for editing yes like you know for you know a kid's movie i'm like i'm really thinking 145 you're pushing it Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna sit a seven eight year old down to watch this yep but I can't be that like that's sort of my Michaud mission critique. Mm-hmm. Like it's too long. There are scenes that I think could have been edited. Like there's a scene where they introduced the robot that I thought went on a little, a little long. long. Yeah. But I have to say, even that scene, as someone who just loves all of this stuff that I just talked about, mm-hmm. I just spent that entire scene because I think this is like my third time seeing it. Looking at Geronicus's Ger- lab. Yeah. Like yeah. looking at the notebooks, yeah. looking at the, 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 the cases, looking at the tools. Like this is he's got this beautiful sort of sort of um like like bib that mm-hmm. he wears at its leather and, and, and just everything. You so, want that you want that bib, don't you? There's so many let's be clear. I would dress like Geronic Geronicus if I could pull it off. Like just a purple top coat. You don't think you can pull it off? Oh, I I think you look like a crazy person trying. <laughs> See, the problem is everybody has to be dressed like that. No, they don't, Vince. You could pull that off. Yeah, I'm not really trying to. See, that's the that's the problem. Yeah, you don't have the confidence. I don't to pull have the confidence because to you don't pull it off. dress like. Because I don't dress like that. You're right. I don't. Because you could pull it I, off. Maybe you think maybe I could. One hundred. One hundred percent. So I'm gonna get like the purple top coat. Yes. And the top and the hat. Yes. Oh, I'm glad we talked about that. Because the other thing that I liked is Gustafson, who is a fraud. Yes. Because he's stolen all of Geronicus's plans. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that he's dressed all in green and that green is his color. Yeah. Because I think that's a reference to 
the great and mighty Oz. Oh, I didn't think I didn't think about that. But yeah, I guess. So I love that kind of stuff. So that, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. Well, um, just real quick, because the the missionaries in the chat are are bombarding us with information. And to be fair, it's Miss Makiba who is okay. bombarding us with information. Uh, she makes mention that we should mention the HBCU connections for Jingle Jangle. Oh. David E. Talbert uh, is a graduate of Morgan State. Felicia Rashad Howard mm -hmm. and Anika Noni Rose, Florida A&M. Okay. Um, and she also mentioned, and I that this was a fact that I had, I was going to bring it up, that Forrest Whitaker trained actually to be an opera singer. Oh, okay. And so we are, and and I I found that out in like an interview. He did an interview about the about the movie where he mentions it. But before I even saw that interview, I remember thinking the first time that I saw this film and just just something about the way that he was singing mm -hmm. made me think he had some type of training okay. in his background. You know what I mean? It wasn't just just trying to belt. He was there was just just something 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 about the way he was like he was breathing as he was singing. Mm -hmm. It moved. It brought to mind uh, Audra McDonald, okay. who is a, 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 an amazing, talented, you know, and classically trained singer as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, and also Miss McKeeba, who is who is just I'm telling you, she is bombarding us with. She's Did a, you notice that young Geronicus was waiting for that magic spark to arrive from? Wakanda. Yeah, well, right, there's a Wakanda the, sticker the, on the on, on and there's there. a Wakanda sticker on the um the box. The box too. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, I remember that and, came out. And this yeah. I just learned in reading about the movie, I didn't realize that all of the buildings have names on them, and those names are the names of famous black inventors. I didn't know that. I forgot. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. Um I'm glad that you went to the Rankin Bass connection mm -hmm. on this because, um, as much as you bringing up Charles Dickens, it definitely does. There is a Dickensian feel to this film, but the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm actually thinking the, the year without a Santa Claus and how this movie is almost that world come to life. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely more colorful, but it 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 feels like it is set in that time people kind of speak with like a slight hint of an accent mm -hmm. you know that they're trying to like faux accent so without trying to place this any place they still have like a little bit of a you know a little accent to them even the young kids in in the beginning speak mm -hmm. with a little bit of an accent so i noticed that i enjoyed that loved it um you're right. Everybody is okay. You know, mm -hmm. everybody, you know, the kids are great. Can't knock them. Uh, this is introducing Madeline Mills. I see great things in, in front of her. She's a very lively, energetic young performer. So she, she was um, great in this film. Your girl, Anika Noni Rose, in it for a little but she's giving it the whole pound and Dang. she, and she knocks it out the box. Another, and I hope 
then this does not prove the case. But I hope that Anika Noni Rose doesn't become uh, this generation's um, Tisha Campbell and like mm. just never gets that real star on top. Like, like Anika Noni Rose, if, if, if it's not going to be in a movie, then one of these prestige streamers or something should just say, what do, what, what can we make for you? Mm-hmm. Either it's going to be a series mm-hmm. or whatever, d- just so that you can just flow and do everything. Because like you said, she's, she's funny. She can do drama. She can sing. Like, she, there's nothing she can't do. So you just ho- hope that she gets that vehicle. Great for her. Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Keegan Michael Key in this film, watching, watching him uh, perform and dance and sing, you know, his, his version of singing. He's not really a, a great singer or anything like that. But you could definitely, you know, that he has his way of moving his physicality and getting it and scrunching up his face and stuff like that. He's a delight. He's an actual delight. I'm watching him, and in my mind, I'm seeing you know, a young Dick Van Dyke at the mm. height of his powers, right? And there, oh, that's a good, yeah. And there's there's nothing wrong. You are living right if people are comparing you to Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, shout out to Dick Van Dyke. I believe he just turned like 97 or 98 yeah. years old. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I'm so I'm in the, in the bag for him. Felicia Rashad, like you said, she, you know, was she Claire Huxtable? No. But I don't know. I don't know the woman. So I, I, if I learned that she was more like Claire Huxtable than we thought, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Because Claire Huxtable was a smart, successful mother who was sexy as hell. So I, I could totally, I look at Felicia Rashad. She seems smart. I know she's successful and she's sexy. And she's never stopped being sexy. Mm-hmm. So, like, yo, and and she has aged so gracefully. Like, you can't believe she still looks like Claire Huxable. For, mm-hmm. for God's sake. So I like that the colors, the 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 costuming, everything, the songs. You know, I'm right. I'm not big on musicals. The songs, they're okay. Mm-hmm. I can roll with them. I, it, it it's cool. Lisa Davina Phillips, like you said, it is the best scene in the movie. It is knocked down funny. You know, the background singer come up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is insane. I love what you're doing here. Um, and so good. David E. Talbert, mm-hmm. the writer, director, who who's done a bunch of stuff. But if you look in his, his filmography, the last few years, He's just been knocking out Christmas movies lately. I think he's found he's found his his lane with this Christmas movie I, stuff. I, I, yeah, I think, and and no yeah. shame on that, mm-hmm. and no shame on th- then doing this big musical because he knows what to do with the camera in a musical. Pull back and let's see the dancing. Let's mm-hmm. see the choreography, and you can see the choreography and beautiful set pieces. Fantastic. Fantastic. My Michaud review of this film is like you said, it's a little long. It can get it could get chopped down a bit. I don't know exactly one hundred percent where you could chop it down, but you could dip and tuck this thing mm-hmm. down to probably 
like you said, probably an hour 45 is good, right? That's only losing about 15, 20 minutes. Right, right. And because there is some parts of the plot where it does seem to kind of go back and forth and then back again mm-hmm. before, like, you know, this could have wrapped up a little quicker. Um, the whole time I'm listening to Ricky Martin as Don Juan Diego, who, shout out to the animation on that character, because the, the, the animation on that character was breathtaking. And Johnny Laby provided the motion capture of Don Juan Diego, and it, he was the light. Mm-hmm. I, I could have watched him all day. Just just that little character. Right. Ricky Martin as the voice was just all right. Okay. And I felt this the first time I watched the film. because So this was my second time watching this movie. And it really hit me this time. This role was made for Antonio Banderas. <laughs> the whole time I'm listening to Ricky Martin here, yeah. I'm saying... <laughs> Yeah, you're all right, but boy, Antonio Banderas would have knocked this thing out the box. I mean, he would have been pushing boots, though. No, he wouldn't have. Antonio Banderas would have found a way to put a spin on it where he's not pushing boots because pushing boots was French. He, this is not French. Pussing this boots. is more. This is a bit more closer to his actual dialect. <laughs> that is a good retort. <laughs> so, so I just lump all them foreigners together. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. And this is how it starts. Easy. This is how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> Puss in Boots was French. Yes. Yes. You was booming bitches in trailers. I know. Right I now. know. I think you put something in my water. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the whole time, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm just an ignorant ass American. What do you want from me? I'm, I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for like you know the the Antonio Banderas cut of this film right right, right? so and Ricky Martin he's cool I don't have a problem with him sure. it's just that it would have been so much more okay and shout out to Justin Cornwell who plays a young Geronicus in this movie yeah yeah because he is lively he, he he's fun and and also shout out to um the the actress who plays. Joanna, mm-hmm. his wife, Sharon Rose. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, jo- Joanne, excuse me. She's she's great as well. Um, and you talked about like the, when they go to the the puppets, the, the marionettes, and the scene when they go to the marionettes of when the wife passes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it it hit me because yeah. it, it comes like yeah, like this, and I'm like, oh, oh. and then the, and it's got like marionette rain and all. Awesome. Yeah. But back to Justin Cornwell as young Geronicus. He's great. Mm-hmm. And I understand that he grows into Forrest Whitaker's Geronicus after dealing with the loss of his uh his wife. Right. And the estrangement uh, between that settles in between him and his daughter Jessica, the Anika Noni Rose character. Sure. So that makes sense that Forrest Whitaker, who you look at Forrest Whitaker, you don't see Jolly, right? <laughs> no. So it makes sense that he grows into Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. But um, I contend that Forrest Whitaker is still miscast in this movie. Because 
while he definitely wears the forlorn face of somebody who's dealing with some stuff, right? There are still moments in this movie where, like you said, he's asked to be funny. And I don't find him funny. Oh, I find I find his timing off in this film. I find the acting that he's doing in this film sometimes bumping up against the acting against the the tone that the film is setting. Um, there's a moment in this film where he has to scream at Journey, and I got scared. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're necessarily supposed to be scared. I mean, you're supposed to feel it, mm-hmm. but you're not supposed to be scared. So you it, thought it was too much. It was, it, because it's Forrest Whitaker. It's ghost dog screaming at me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so I I just really, I, I felt, and, and then there's moments, even to your point, the best scene in the film with, with Lisa Devine, Davinia as uh, Mrs. Johnston singing mm-hmm. miles and miles and all that stuff and the background singers. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is respond. He's in that scene as well. He's not singing, but he's kind of like responding to what's happening. Mm-hmm. And if you look at him, he's still kind of like in character, but there's a way that even in your dourness of the character, you can respond to that a little bit more in tune with the, the pop of the of the music mm-hmm. and the scene and still not lose the character and he doesn't mm. right and i don't want to think that that's the direction because it really is just him in that scene right and i think there are other scenes where that plays out it it's not that he's doing a bad job it's just that he's miscast for this role hmm. to me okay and and that's what kept me from fully embracing this movie right Mm -hmm. but who cares the movie's not for me it's Mm -hmm. for someone totally younger than me it's for a totally different crowd and in 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 that vein it succeeds wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. and should this movie become a christmas tradition it should it's almost a shame of it that it's a Netflix movie because it'll never leave the realms of Netflix. Right. Right. But Netflix is just about become like a utility now. So pretty yeah. much everybody's yeah. got it. So people w- will watch it. And I think that they will sit down and enjoy it. Um, it. This movie just premiered last year. It's back in their running this year. I wouldn't surprise me if this is one of their number one Christmas movies this yeah. year as well. Um, it should be a Christmas tradition. It's a, a a lovely, like nice, warm blanket of a Christmas film to watch this on Christmas Eve before mm-hmm. the kids go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's all that and then some. Those are my two little small uh, nits that I will pick about the film. But like you said, you can't knock this movie. Yeah. And how fun. many people who watch Christmas Story every year saw it in the movies? True. True that. True that. Like at this point, like it really is just like you said, a tradition mm-hmm. that you watch. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. And I think Forrest Whitaker absolutely makes choices. I like him. I, th- I thought he was pretty funny, but you know, all right. Uh, I'm I'm uh, just just to talk about a Nikononi Rose some more. Okay. What I would real like, I really wish people would acknowledge her talent 
like Maya Rudolph is acknowledged. Because mm. I think Maya Rudolph is another actress that 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 is multi-talented. Mm-hmm. But people kind of acknowledge it. Like, like she, you know, she's had a variety show. Uh, she, she's had a sitcom. She well, she has a really interesting career. Mm-hmm. Like she does serious stuff, she does funny stuff. Everybody knows she can do all of this stuff. But I just feel like Anika Noni Rose almost gets pigeonholed. Well, the difference into this is one thing. She and she, she, you know, she had a show on BET for I think a, I don't know if it even went two seasons, where she was like the president of a fictional HBCU, like it was just really soapy. Yeah, see, and I don't, th- I don't, and was, and right. I don't think that that was her series. Right, right. You know what I mean? No, I think she was the head. She like she was it, would, but it wasn't really. Yeah, but but like it, I don't think the show was built around her. It right, was more right. of an ensemble. Like she was maybe like the big star on there. Right, one right. Of them. Yeah. I think that if I remember that show was more like an ensemble. Yeah, and, so, and like you said, it was trying to be soapy. Yeah. And the difference with Maya Ru- Rudolph is that Maya Rudolph has had opportunities to show not only you know all of her skills. But she was on she was on weekly. Right. You know what I mean? So she was right. always out in your face. And she was on a show that was where the women were getting pushed, you know? Right. So right. Th- th- there's there's the difference there. I really just wanted to start making new episodes of the number one ladies detective agency. Like, like just go get Jill Scott, go get Anika Noni Rose, and they just make new episodes. I thought that show only ran for two seasons. I mean, one season. It ran for two seasons? Was it one? It may have been. I think it only ran for one season. Um, Farrell Blackwell says that Anika Noni Rose should hire Vince as her new manager publisher. She'll never have a more dedicated cheerleader. Look, man, all jokes aside, like, you you talked about Tisha Campbell, and I'll, you know, bring Tisha Campbell into it. Uh, You know, Regina Hall. Uh, you know, I think Maya Rudolph gets more opportunities than everyone that we're talking about. But I do, I do think we have these actresses that are so talented well, Maya in Ru- so many different ways, but because they're black, they just do not, like, I was trying yeah, to think true. of who the white actress who would be the equivalent like like to anika noni rose right or, or just the, the women that i'm naming like you know i can do dramatic series i can be serious i can be funny both in my delivery and physical humor i can you know in the case of anika noni rose i can sing like the person i would think of, the first first person that comes to my mind is anna kendrick anna kendrick anna that's actually perfect yeah yeah they should have the opportunities that Anna Kendrick has. Yeah. They 100% should. Mm-hmm. Because it is criminal how talented they are. Uh, Janine uh, has, I believe she's taken over for Miss McKeeva. She mentions that Maya Rudolph possibly is getting some of the push that she's doing because she's married to Paul Thomas Anderson. Right. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Um, but even, I mean, truth be told, I don't think Maya Rudolph has gotten the opportunities that Anna Kendrick has gotten. And to be clear, I think Anna Kendrick is super talented. So like, I. like I'm not begrudging her at all. I like Anna Kendrick. Yeah. She also mentions that Anika Noni Rose has been a hit on the Netflix show Made. I heard she's really good in Made. That yet. But, but, I, but once again, I think that's an ensemble and that's a dramatic role. Mm. But I heard she's very good. 
Yeah. One there. Somebody naming like a they maybe the white equivalent to a Nicanoni Rose is shout, shouting out from Facebook Reese Witherspoon. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to think of Reese Witherspoon's Most, dramatic I'm, role that um that that impressed me, and I just can't think of one. Not off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure she has. Yeah, she has. I mean, Nico, I mean Reese Witherspoon. You know, she who knew Legally Blonde was going to blow up the way it did, and and she was in a well, it's not dramatic, but she was in election. She was really good in election she was a, too. Really good in election. She was really. Ever tell you my election story? No, Vince. What's your election story? My election story is on the night of um, Gore Bush. I watched election because I said I was going to watch. I was just going to stay up until I knew who who had won. And I watched election and I was flipping back and forth to, you know, CNN. And what I always say is I watched election when election went off. Al, Al Gore was my president and I went to bed. Oh. And when I woke up the next day, George W. Bush was my president. There you go. So whenever I think about election, which I, that's a great movie. Yeah, it was a very good. Movie. I always think about that. Farrell Blackwell says that honestly, he can see, he could see Anika Noni roles in every Kristen Chenoweth role. Yeah, that's another one. She's yeah. another one that's that another, I, I love. Kristen. Yeah, Chenoweth. she's another one. Who's, Only reason I couldn't see her because Kristen oh, probably because Kristen Chenoweth. She was also in. Um, she was in uh, what it, it was. It, uh, what there was an ABC series that had to deal with like down south. It's like Southern type. Yeah. So she couldn't be in that. It's funny because speaking of Keegan-Michael Key, Kristen Chenoweth was in um, the Apple miniseries that was just on Smigadoon. Oh. That was amusing. Which, you know, I'm in no way recommending. Yeah, I heard it. Was Certainly just, not to you. Isn't Keegan-Michael Key? Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was a hoot. But, you know, I like musicals. Well, I like Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. She's good in it. Kristen Chenoweth. She's good. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, good yeah. in it. She, yeah, she's in my top ten. Right? Yeah, yeah, real crush on her. But that was very much a role that Anika Noni Rose would have, have the, murdered. Would have murdered, right? Would have murdered her role in Smigadoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gotta find. We gotta find something for Anika. Yeah, Noni find Rose. something for Anika Noni Rose. I, I just want to have like a variety show. Not even a variety show. A variety show's not gonna last. I know it's not gonna last. Like you know what I would love. Like okay, Vince got all the money. Like Vince is now in charge. Okay. Not just a variety show, mm-hmm. but the Richard Pryor show. Remember, Richard Pryor would be kind of skits mm-hmm. and it'd be mm-hmm. wacky, but then like they'd have like a 10 minute play in the middle of it. No, I don't remember that. But okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would get real serious. I don't remember. It'd be that. like, oh, the Richard Pryor show is fantastic. When's the last time you watched it? It's been a while. It's you know what? Been a while. You should buy the Richard Pryor show because they had like a DVD. Oh, I should. You should. Okay. Because I think you'd enjoy well, you it. have all the money in the world. Buy me. All the money? Oh, I do have all the money in the world. I <laughs> so, forgot I just granted myself that. So buy me. The rich- yeah. Yeah. What I want for Christmas, Uncle Vincent. Right, right. It's the, the Richard Pryor show. Right. No, I don't want to see Anika Noni Rose on that. Because it's not going to last. I want her I on some, I, like, I want Anika Noni Rose to like get... Like, I want Anika... This is what I want to see. Okay. Anika Noni Rose needs her I Love Lucy. Yeah, that's what she needs. Yeah, that that. But hell, how many of how many 
how many of these actresses need I Love Lucy, though? Well, they all could use it. I mean, like, well, the bad thing is everyone we just named. Tisha Campbell, unfortunately, it, 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 that that moment, opportunity has right. left her. Yeah. It's still not too late for Anika Noni Rose. Right. Why? Because I Love Lucy didn't happen for Lucy until she was, like, almost 40. Right. So right. there is still time for Anika Noni Rose. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, again, just when I said everyone we just named, like I'm including Christian Chenoweth and Anna Kendrick, like I don't think there's a, a Lucy Ricardo role for any actress in 2020. Christian Chenoweth doesn't need an I Love Lucy because she's got the um, she's got all of the royalties from the the cast album of Wicked. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about like they need it for the money. I'm talking about I like mean, as a showcase. She don't but she, for she a woman's talent. She don't need. She's yeah. had the showcase. Yeah. What I'm, I'm basically saying. Anna Kendrick doesn't need it because she had Pitch Perfect. Right. Anika Noni no, Rose oh, yeah, needs well, it because well, Anika did. Noni Rose, while she was in Dream Girl, she's not the lead in Dream no, Girl. She's not. You know, so she needs yeah. something that's going to boom right, right. showcase her. I do hope that Tiana money is good. Like I hope that uh, I hope them Tiana residuals. And I'm a, I think she's going to be the voice of the show that's coming on Disney Plus. Is she? I believe she's going. I think she's going to be the voice. See, I don't. Well, first of all, as far as the Tiana money, the I first of all, she's cashing the checks if yeah. she's still getting them. But you got to remember when they did that film, Anika Noni Rose still, she wasn't Anika Noni Rose. Right. That probably helped make her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was on Broadway and stuff, but I I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was Disney. You know, they're going to cut a corner if they can cut a corner. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope, I hope that Tiana money for the show. First of all, I hope she does the voice. I hope so too. Second of all, I hope they pay her right. Pay that woman. Yeah. But. So would you recommend people watch Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Noni Rose? I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend people watch Jingle Jangle once a year, at least yes. at Christmas time. Absolutely. I think it very much should be a tradition. Like I said, and I'm going to as someone who loves Christmas mm-hmm. and loves Christmas traditions mm-hmm. and and loves the American tradition of Christmas with, you know, like, like with, with a Christmas story and it's a wonderful life and the Rankin Bass specials and Charlie Brown and the Grinch that stole Christmas and, and, and Scrooge mm-hmm. and all of the, and, and, and die hard and, you know, all of the Christmas <laughs> trading movies. places. Right. But there is, I think that, you know, talking about how a Christmas story, or more recently, something like Elf mm-hmm. has slipped into American tradition. Mm-hmm. I love the fact so much that David E. Talbert said, this is a space for us too. Yeah. And very, like you said, he's, you know, he's been doing Christmas movies and, and you know, I know there's a whole culture around Hallmark Christmas movies. I know there's been a push to diversify Hallmark Christmas movies and, and everything that goes along with that. But I think Jingle Jangle has the potential to be as universal as something like A Christmas Story or Elf, which were films that 
you know, we're going to make a, a Christmas movie, but you don't get the sense that the the goal was it to become part of American pop culture mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think Jingle Jangle very much should be part of that. So, yeah. All right. And you? Oh, yeah, I would definitely, definitely recommend people watch this film. It's an enjoyable moment, enjoyable time in front of the television with some hot cocoa, mm-hmm. some uh, a onesie, mm-hmm. a fire, nice fire. Yeah, absolutely. Or a very kick-ass space heater. Or a very kick-ass space heater. That's what we do in my house. The kind with the safety feature that if it gets knocked over, it turns off. Yeah. Well, mine, if you even pick it up, it turns off. Y'all be y'all be real careful with okay. the space heaters, folks. Okay. All, All right. right it's that time of year. Jesus. I know. All of a sudden. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think you I think you put something in your water. I get real paranoid about space heaters. Do that I'm gonna trigger you. I'm sorry, y'all. You <laughs> cut that last part out. Jingle jangle. Woo. <laughs> All right. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Check out Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. Before we tell you what we're going to be watching on our second week of Christmas, I have homework for Vincent. Okay. Vincent. Yes. Next week mm-hmm. here on the Michelle Mission, I want you okay to come in with for our missionaries. Okay. And make out a 10 song holiday oh playlist. Gracious. 10 songs. 10 songs. That's all. That's all. 10 songs. Just 10. Christmas playlist. Christmas playlist. Yes. Just 10. Just 10. All right, because you know I can probably rattle off 10. Yeah, I'm sure you could, but no. Just 10 songs. 10 songs. And that's it. All right. Okay. All right. Now, what you going to do it too? Well, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to come in and I'm going to have a holiday viewing list. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Now, I'll try and make them, well, we do movies, so 10 Christmas movies. Right, right. So, y'all haven't seen A Year Without a Santa Claus. You're not recommending it, but you should be watching that anyway. You should be, but that's right. not a movie. It's not a movie. That's a, a holiday special. Right. I mean, if we just did holiday specials, it'd right. be, be a wrap. Be a wrap, exactly. But, Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if I could get to 10 holiday specials that are worth watching. Oh, come on, stop. I mean, you start with the big three. I mean, the big four. Rudolph, Charlie Brown, Frosty, Grinch. That's four right there. Okay, that's four. You Without a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, there where you going? Um, don't do that. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. No. Oh, you're bugging. Santa Claus is coming to town. It's fantastic. Mm. Put one foot in front of the other. Okay. I'll give you that. Uh, I forgot about that. Is that in that one? Yeah, because remember, it's the origin of Santa Claus. 
Right. And that's the oh, one where that's right. right. The wizard is all that's evil right. and then he teaches him. You that's know, right. Okay. All right. So I'll give you that one. In front. All right. So what's that? Six? That's five. It's not five. You did the big. Oh no! You did. Uh, I did the big four, and then I did a year without a Santa Claus. Right. Santa Claus is coming in town. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, but I dip back into Rudolph. I think Ru- Rudolph's um shiny new year. Shiny new year. Oh no! I like Rudolph's shiny new year. No, no. Please. I like Ru- Rudolph's shiny new no. year. First of all, it's not Christmas special. It's okay. a New Year's Eve special. Fair. You know what? That's fair. Okay. So, what else do I have for Christmas special? This is not a Christmas special, but Miss McKeeva is saying Roots the Gift. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how much I'm watching that with the kids. Yeah, no. Yeah, see? See? You think, you think you could get to 10. That's really interesting. Do I really run dry after the six I just said? Mm-hmm. Now I'm pulling one in my head. I just can't think of. I'm trying to remember the name. Um, uh, it's the one with the the mice. They got to get the clock ringing. Oh yeah. Oh. The jug band Christmas. The jug bag. Are you kidding me? What, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about. It's like the otters. It's the Jim Henson joint. I, I, I'm i not sure what you're talking about. But no. You know exactly what I'm talking but about. No, no, that, that, no, no, no. That, that is fantastic. The, the fact that you had to deep dig deep. And no, 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 no. You're right. I am digging deep. No, that's not. No. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. No, no. You don't like Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? I'm pretty sure I've never seen it. No. Yes, you. But it doesn't sound good. It doesn't. And it doesn't. It doesn't sound classic. And well, I think it was weird because it wasn't coming on for years. Well, I wonder why. No. I rod with Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I do. Okay. No. Now, to to your point. I might be done now. Yeah, I think you are. I, th- I might be done. I think you are. My mouse movie, which I think is... Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I actually don't like that because I don't like that mouse because he's a little dick. <laughs> Which one? The little boy? Yeah, I don't like him. I like him. He's you a little... And he's... I'm scary. Oh, he's a little asshole. I don't like friends. him. I don't like we'll that. We'll do what's what? necessary because even a miracle needs a hand. I don't <laughs> like that kid. <laughs> Oh, I don't like him. He he is. He's a little asshole. He is. No, he's not. He is. He's not because he can fix the clock. No, but didn't he break it? Isn't he the one that messed everything up at the beginning? Yes, but it was an accident. It, it I don't. Accident. I don't it was like an him. Accident, father. I don't like that it was kid. An accident, father. I've never liked that kid. Oh, father. Santa Claus won't come. Oh, I, oh, I don't <laughs> like. Oh, I don't <laughs> like him. Oh, I've hated that little mouse since I was a kid. <laughs> I love that special. Although I'll give that one to you, but yeah, if, if I'm giving you these freaking otters that I've never yeah. heard of, oh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is Emmett fantastic. Otter, yeah, Jug Band Christmas. I've never heard of this thing. I got to ask Olivia. Maybe she watched it. I don't. But yeah, isn't that we? 
weird. Yeah, you think there's a bunch, but it's really not. Isn't that weird? So are you telling me that Rankin Bass? Because you got the Halloween joint that Rankin Bass did. You've got what Halloween joint did they do? Oh, come on. That's the famous. That's the that's the only non um, Charlie Brown one. No, no. I'm thinking about ranking. I'm thinking now I'm on the Rankin Bass special because okay. I thought there was just a bunch of Christmas ones. No. So I'm thinking of the non Christmas one. So there's Peter Cottontail, yeah, Peter Cottontail. which is Easter. Mm-hmm. There's Rudolph's Shiny New, New Year. Year. There's the one I'm talking about, is, and this one is hard to find, but it's the Halloween joint. Oh, I did see that one. I did see that. Right. I'm, I'm remembering it with like all the monsters. All the monsters. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah. the monster mash or something. Yeah. So yeah. besides. They did. Um, you did the, You did Easter. I swear. I thought Rankin Bass had like 15 specials. They probably did, but they're not, not all good. Because they kept trying to. You but know, I thought they were all memorable. Yeah. No. No, they're not. No, we no. should probably, because you know, you know this is, you know no, this. No, we've got to do a ranking bass. When you know this is my jam right here, the all ranking right. bass. I will come in next week with all the ranking bass. We'll start off the show going through the ranking bass. The It'll rank. be a very Christmas Michelle mission. Right. Because we, we've got to dead the show right now. We've, we've got right. to end it. We've been ending it now for 20 minutes. Peter Cottontail is dark, too, because remember the, the, one, the one rabbit got his tail cut off? Oh, yeah. And that's why he had the metal tail. Yeah, yeah. Peter Cottontail was dark. Was a lot of them are kind of yeah. Dark, like gets a lot, little, little dark. Yeah. Well, you know, year about Santa Claus. <laughs> Just about to say year about Santa, Santa Claus. And I ain't effing with y'all. <laughs> Santa Claus. That one little boy said he ain't believe in Santa Claus and he ain't like Santa Claus. And Santa took. Claus said, "You know what? <laughs> I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no Christmas. Santa Claus out." It's like Santa wow. Claus had left the building. It's like wow, Santa Claus, you're yeah. a little sensitive, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. See, uh, uh, down to Mars, girl is pointing out that they had a Jack Frost movie. Jack Frost. I don't know. We'll see. All right. I remember the Jack Frost. That one, I think that one gets a little dark too. They all get dark. Frank and Basil's all get dark. Because I think Jack Frost is the one where he's immortal and it's a little kid, but then she grows up and then she's old by the end. I think so, yeah. So the implication is 10 minutes after the show went off, she dies. Mm-hmm. I forgot about I, I I may have <laughs> I may have blocked Jack Frost out. <laughs> and now you've been triggered. Yeah. All right. All right. But next week. Next week. Next week. You, I have homework. You have homework. Ah, the movie. The, the, see, I thought it was. I wasn't sure. The mouse special mm-hmm. was called Twas the Night Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated him. I loved that. Oh, I hated that I mouse. Loved I, I, here's how much I love that special. In the height of the pandemic when mm-hmm. everybody was home mm-hmm. i searched that for that special and i watched it is it hard to find no well, i mean i didn't know where okay right, 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 you know, right, right, but yeah, I, yeah. I said you know what i want to watch yeah. it because i do because i watched because i watched that and then i watched um ricky ticky tavy 
Ricky Ticky Tavi with the, with the manga. Now you talking about dark and, and I know blocking. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tavi was just a, a movie about some snakes trying to kill a little boy. I know. I was like, I am death. <laughs> I am death. You remember they used to roll the projector out and show Ricky Ticky Tavi in school? Like, why would you show this to a kid? It made him shut up. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, Ricky Ticky Tabby yeah. was wild. Yeah, that was wild. That was Ricky Ticky Tabby. I was like, ooh, that's not quite what I was remembering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I watched that first. And then I said, I need to watch the night Yeah, right. Ricky Ticky Tabby, right? The snakes was trying to kill a little boy. And then Ricky Tabby, Ricky Ticky Tabby was killing snakes. Yeah, dude. There's a scene where he is straight up like, like, like Rottweiler. And- oh yeah, he wrecks them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. All right. <laughs> the show should have ended half an hour ago. Went <laughs> <laughs> from a Christmas movie to a mongoose killed a snake. Next week we'll we'll be at Christmas. We'll, All right. So we'll be in Christmas until. <laughs> Oh, so oh. <laughs> I'm trying. Not, I'm trying not to start talking about Santa Claus versus the Martians. Um. All right, we gotta end the show. We really even end the show. Um. <laughs> my God. So email us all of your thoughts and concerns, ladies and gentlemen. Email us at michomission at gmail dot com. Go to the Michelle Mission website. Two Man One Podcast. Every black film ever made. Hit swag. Check out all the cool designs and gifts that we have by way of our good friends at Tee Public. Like and follow us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Me Show Mission, which is a proud member of The Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. All right. Next week on the, um, oh, and real quick, hey, I do another podcast. Check it out because it's fun. The Rule of Man, available at theruleofman.com, everywhere good podcast be. It's me and a bunch of guys answering questions sent in from women. Uh, which gives you a glimpse into our thoughts of manhood in the 21st century. It's a fun show. People are enjoying it. I hope you can check it out wherever you find podcasts. The Rule of Man. Next week on the Show Mission, it is our second week of Christmas movies, and it is our last show for 2021, because after next week, we're going to take some time off. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have fun. We're going to give you a Christmas, uh, you know, Christmas playing list a christmas viewing list and we're also going to review another now from what i learned because i've actually never seen the movie Mm -hmm. christmas tradition Mm -hmm. from 2007 this christmas Mm -hmm. next week on the michelle mission he's vincent i'm len in parting we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again 